0: Oh, here we go again. Welcome to the pod Notes podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. It's nice to hear from you again. Um, tonight in the room, we have got... Flynn. We have got... Whiteside. And we've got myself,
1: Duffman. Uh, thanks for listening and welcome back to the pod. Now, we've got a special guest in the room today. We've got uh, Joanne from Lotus Flower Yoga in the studio. Our first female guest. Namaste. And we've also Namaste. got Justine... The long-suffering wife sitting on the couch over the other side of the room. night and the
2: feeling's right.
1: How are you, Joanne? I'm um,
2: great, thank you. Yeah, thank okay. you for the invite. I'm nice honoured. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the first female, Yeah, the first female. I'll get you the badge.
3: Thank you. I've got the hat. Yeah. Now I need a badge.
1: Okay. Who would like to go first and ask Joanne some questions?
0: Right, I will because I'm doing a yoga course. Um, and I've had to go without yoga, and oh, John's just flashed a yoga for men book <laughs> at me, right? It was a book, a yeah, yoga for men it. book. Yeah, it's not something that a lot of blokes do, but I've been having trouble with me back, so life has recommended getting into yoga, so I've signed up, and it seems to be exploding. Uh, it's, it's being more. What accepted, your back or yoga? A bit of both. <laughs> it seems that a lot of people are not just doing it for the stretching now they're doing it for m- more reasons aren't they
3: i think it's more mindfulness now isn't it it's a big buzzword mindfulness and it is important so i think it's not just the flexibility it is but the mindfulness
1: okay have, so when did you when did your first start getting into yoga yourself did you do classes yourself obviously yeah. before you come in instructor
3: yeah i started to do classes myself and i didn't really like it at first to be honest those was quite hard i was a bit like oh mm. Because I think people think yoga is, it's a bit easy, a bit lazy. You know, you're lying down, oh, we can't do yoga. And then I th- it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. It's It really is. So I was a bit like, oh, it's not as easy as I thought. Well, you've got to hold postures. And it's a bit like, when's this going to be over? Yeah, oh, I've, I've yeah. done a few sessions well, and it's yeah. hard. It's yeah, hard it's really and you'll difficult. get a sweat on. So, yeah. what,
1: so what inspired you to make that leap from being, a, obviously, a client to being an actual instructor?
3: Because of the benefits I got from it, I really then... So I I carried on going to classes and I thought, oh, my God, I'm getting... I can feel improvements in me. I started doing PTs, and then I started to realise my mobility was getting better, and then uh, my balance, cos I'm like Bambi, I can walk in a straight line without falling over. So I started to notice those improvements. So it's not just yoga on the mat, it's the benefits off the mat. I started to think... And I start talking about it. I've got to my age 45 now, and I thought, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And and most people found their passion by then, and I'm a bit like, I don't know what I want to do. Um, and then I'd start, yeah, just see, do. you, you don't know what you want to do yet, either? You don't want know what you want to do yet? <laughs> so anyway, I'd be like... But then I'd, I'd talk about it to people, and they'd be, like, quite passionate about it. Oh, I think... Think like so this. you're like paying
1: it forward now at the moment being an instructor you want to put, introduce people to that world and make, them yeah, yeah. well. make them feel good yeah
3: make them feel good and have the benefits you know share those benefits so those benefits
2: people obviously do yoga for more flexibility and things of like that like yeah. genre but there's also loads of different health benefits from yoga so could you just explain some of the physical and mental health
1: benefits
3: well physically obviously you balance your joints, mobility. I want to be able to put my own knickers on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy just to put my socks on.
3: Because yeah. my she nan... To be able to get dressed. Do you know what? Dress myself, because my nan... My nan lived till she was 100, so that was good, but she's always, like, sitting in a chair and, like... I don't know whether you want to know this. There's might too much information, oh, but yeah. she used to, like, hook her knickers on a on foot that and is. then, like, hook the other leg. This is all sitting in a, in a chair in a front room while watching the telly and hook it on and then shake them up a leg and then, and then pull them up like, and I thought, oh, I wouldn't be able to bend and put mine on That is
1: like so <laughs> yeah. the opposite of sexy, putting your niches on and off. I have just got these visions that are haunting me right now.
3: And as I'm saying it, I'm dying inside. But also, tying your own shoelaces. And a lot of old people, fall down and injure themselves because they can't get back up, they don't have the mobility to be able to get back up and it's something simple as just getting yourself up and down oh, on the floor, please. sitting down, yeah, yeah, so your joints are, you use them, you use them or you lose them, so you know how often, like we do a, a posture and yoga don't we, we'll uh, sort of it's cow face, so one hand goes over the top and one hand goes under, under the other one and you sort of try and reach for your hands to meet and and it's it's really the amount of people that really struggle with that because we do so much sitting down and we're around in our shoulders. And how often do you, again, reach up, unless you're getting a cup out of your cupboards? Just simple movements like that. It's, it's so important that yeah, we I move.
1: Mean, m- mobility, particularly in your hips as you get older, yeah. is, is, is yeah. massive. Obviously, I go to your classes. You do. And, and It's you're massive. So how would you encourage a beginner to come to one of your classes? I've got a story that I think will make people want to go themselves like but what would you Is say it? to a beginner what what would you think was the hurdles that they would have to get over to make them get into the classroom with you you don't
3: have to be flexible to do yoga which everybody thinks they do I can't do yoga because I can't touch my toes and I'm not flexible or I've not done yoga before and I think Instagram social media has a lot to do with that I think because obviously social media have got gorgeous people skinny people in the bikinis doing all these crazy fantastic postures and getting into all kinds of shapes it's not realistic and I don't think that's what it's about so but I would say just come to a class I, I've had loads of beginners I have loads of different ages and abilities and um just come and just do what you can
1: what I will say about your classes they are very welcoming and it's such a relaxed atmosphere I think yeah. anyone who's come in and we didn't know them yeah instantly within about five minutes they're relaxed that's well because you have to go quite a bit of the <laughs> <run to> start. <laughs> Which I think, <laughs> which I is think takes the emphasis <laughs> off them. Well, a lot yeah, of classes yeah. you go to, it's a bit clicky and it's a bit it quiet is, at yes. start. And you're yes. a bit like, but I think because you're quite welcoming when you come in.
3: Yeah, I give everyone a hug. Yeah, I'm like, and, I, I, and I don't know whether I'm overstepping the boundaries with with some people. I, I go, oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I think and
1: that zaniness adds to the attraction. So like, obviously yeah. we'll, we'll talk at the end about where we can find you anyway. Right, but, it's um, okay. My, my own yoga journey was a few years ago, I got sciatica really, really bad. Yeah. And I knew someone at Blackburn Rovers who was a physio and he'd been banging on at me because of weight training for a long time about doing yoga. And yeah. I just thought, that's hippie rubbish. That's a lot and of people think that. I was struggling to walk. I yeah. couldn't walk just could I am more than six foot. I was really, really yeah. struggling. I thought, I'm going to be disabled all my life. For some reason, I just got this calling to go to yoga. So I went yeah. to yoga. And within four months, I totally reversed all yeah. of my back pain. Yeah. And I don't really suffer at all now. My amazing. back, and my hamstrings, whatever. Yeah. So... Doesn't matter how far gone you think you are. Yeah, you can reverse it.
3: It's progressive as well, and yoga is is accessible for everyone, regardless of where you are. You know, physically, uh, you've got an injury. Obviously, you've got to be careful, but also tuning into yourself and getting to know yourself as well. Because a lot of the times we don't. We're just so zoned out. <laughs> we're so checking out what everybody else is doing and what everyone's having for the tea. Where are they in their
0: I
1: mean-
3: in their fitness journey?
1: Tune in. I think what you're saying about the tune in is exactly that because I think that's what gets rid of anxiety as well. When you're stretching to that point point, you can feel, you're concentrating on your inner body. Yeah. You're not thinking about I'll do a payment mortgage. I've got to put the tea yes, on. You're
3: not... Thinking. For
1: that hour, you switch off, and yeah, after it, yeah. there's a high off it, isn't it? Because you, you come home and you relaxed for a yeah. bit, you know, until everyone starts going off the tits again when you walk in the house, and then it <laughs> lasts about half an hour. But for the moment, you get you get above the clouds, don't you? And you I, get yeah. that moment I was of clap. To
0: make that point is that I think part of the reason that it's exploded is is part of the lives that we lead is we are so busy now. Yeah, that that it's not just the physical benefits; it's the mental benefits of that calming environment. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you can forget about work when you're lifting weights or playing football. But yoga studios—they're a more relaxed environment, aren't they? The more calming environment. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a calming environment. Mm-hmm. Even working from home, I know Paul has a big B in his bonnet about that. But I cannot escape work because I work at home. Because you live there. Yeah, but yeah. so you get out to a studio and you, and you do you. It makes you calm down. Yeah, and I think that that a lot of people take a lot from that i I think that it's not just the physical benefits you're looking for
1: it's an equal balance it's like an equilibrium there isn't it Uh, of the two the stretching obviously the for the physical aspect because we're fighting gravity if you believe in gravity that is fighting gravity (laughs) that's
3: another podcast
1: yeah yeah you're you're fighting (laughs) you know we're carrying heavy stuff your spine's getting compressed all day Mm -hmm. and then you're stretching it the other way so it made perfect sense to me when you put that together but then when you're on there in deep stretches. You can't think of anything else, but you sort of internal battle with yourself. Yeah. But when it release it's like ah. Oh, the
3: ego as isn't, well, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's the ego. Leave your ego at the door, and I'll always be like whatever you can do, w- just use this time and give yourself this time for your own mental and physical well-being and whether or not that's you want to lie on a mat and cry for an hour or you just want to relax and just tune in with your breath. It's your practice.
1: I mean, to be fair, you can't have an ego when you're bent over and someone's staring <laughs> up your bum, you <laughs> know what I mean? In the well, front of you, like some, how, some, some older ladies looking up the crack.
3: So I'm quite new to teaching and I was like, my daughter goes, and uh, this uh, one of my earlier classes, I thought I was doing dead good. I was like, yes, I'm doing really well. I'm really enjoying this teaching practice. And then my daughter's looking over and she's like giving me, she's saying something to me and I thought she's going, oh, mum, you're doing dead well, you're doing dead well. And I was like, she's going, I thought, this is what I thought, she was like, you're doing dead well, mum, and I was like, and she went, your feet are filthy. <laughs> I was like, Oh, and then the other week it was, Mum, your pant, your leggings are on inside out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How <wasn't> it? No. <laughs> can I,
0: can I ask you so a question? You the sub- go at the door. On the subject of yoga and filth, then um, <laughs> I used to, I used to work with a guy who went to yoga, and he, com- he was convinced that it's totally natural to let wind go during yoga well, I
3: actually she's a, she's a wind she's so loud the noises that is, come on to Justine is it normal or?
0: that yoga makes that happen or is this guy just a well I
3: think <laughs> do you know what I've never been in a class where anyone has but I believe it, it happens you're getting your body into some shape. we found, some a, shape, new, so we found a new
1: name to call them now and it's the theatrical fragrances <laughs> Theatrical sense. The theatrical, theatrical sense, yeah.
3: Well please leave your the theatrical sense at the door as well. Please especially with your
1: own. Oh I know hot yoga, man, oh,
0: yeah. no, hot yoga no is a tough
3: one. Yeah. A tough one.
0: Right, Colin, if
2: you're listening, you're a liar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, so
2: I I think yoga's a bit of like a hidden medicine as well. That's been like brushed under the carpet by mainstream pharmaceuticals and stuff, because when you think about it, yoga it's uh, all medicine, spiritual, mental, and physical, and it's been hidden because only in the past couple of decades it's really it's become risen big, again, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, it's thousands of years old as well, you know.
3: It's thousands. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thousands yeah. of
0: years of spiritual practice cannot replace 20 years of pharmaceutical opioid medication. <laughs> well, we'll move no on way. to that
1: shortly.
3: But <laughs> well, yeah, it was originally practiced by men. As well, a men's practice. And women's are
1: relatively new. Yes. women's, women's are really so, yeah. new.
0: Yeah, yeah, Still
2: massive on like monks as well, isn't it? I'm...
0: It's big in India, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. India's in massive India, with
2: yeah. The yogis, yeah. Who?
3: The women? Yeah they go and show it's
0: how, like how it should be done so women are so what you're <laughs> saying is the women in 40 years took what men in thousands of years couldn't yeah. do properly because we do because yeah. men just
3: waste time and, and girls women multitasking just, yeah, they're probably doing yeah. the
1: washing as well <laughs> aren't you
3: definitely. and birthing <laughs> some children as well as breastfeeding yeah. Yeah. During the class, sweating oh, and
1: breastfeeding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or bottle feeding, that's what you preference it. Oh, I did, So, for
1: anyone wanting to start in one of your classes, where are we going to find you? When and how?
3: So, you'll find me, or you'll hear me first, probably. Uh, you'll find me on on a Tuesday in the Arncliffe Centre, six till seven. Um, and on a Friday at Hale Village Hall, uh, half four till half five. I only charge £5 a class because, again, I want it to be accessible. The idea was. Because I'm only a new teacher, I want to get people... I haven't really got the confidence. I've got to find my yoga voice, and I'll start, you know, make it accessible, and people will come to me if it's a fiver. But then uh, I think it creates a nice little community, like you were saying before, Paul. On a Tuesday especially, it's a really busy class now, and when I first started do, doing my teacher training, it was when you come into the studio, don't really speak, you know, you use that time for meditation, you come in and you do your stretches, and... And you, you get into the meditative state. So I was thought, well, that's, I think I like that. That's what I'll do with my classes. But then I also, I'm dead sociable and chatty and I, want, and I want it to be welcoming. So it just naturally, my classes, when anyone comes in, it's everyone chats and everyone hugs. And and I thought at first, oh. And then I thought, no, I'm very proud of this. I'm well, really like proud spin of that. I, I like love the that. Spin on it. And, and I think that's why people come back as well because it's sociable and it's like, I've getting new people who bring their friends and then they all start speaking to everyone that's been there and everyone's hugging each other and I'm like, oh, I love this. This really gives me, get am now thinking about it, but it gives me really a, a buzz. So if people are just coming for the social side as well, it's just whatever you get out of it and it's, it's nice to have that little community. Have you got social
0: media and stuff for it?
3: Yes, I do. I do. Lotus Flower Yoga. Is that
0: on Instagram? On Instagram. Yeah
3: and I've just gone onto Facebook I'm not great with the Facebook I must admit I'm just sort of getting to grips with that well, lotus flower we'll um, in the
1: in the comments yeah. on the, and the description on our Facebook Instagram Pinky and on, on the actual podcast itself we'll put links to your description on so people uh, can contact you if they want any information course. on it
3: yeah absolutely absolutely Okay,
1: so that was brilliant Thank you. Oh, how zen is that oh. calm
0: All it needs is Colin Farton in the background. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I'm not sure I even answered your question there, Flynn either. Sorry, I went on. That's okay. Are we done?
1: We can sit back (laughs) anyway. All right, enough of that Zen stuff now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drop a bomb on you. Oh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm staying.
1: Right, there's been a nuclear holocaust and a virus. <laughs> a world Health Organization, who else can be blamed? Joe Biden. I Stop think you blame America. Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan as well. So you wake up, 50% of the people in the world are dead, okay? Water's gone off, Electricity's gone off, gas. What are you going to do to survive? <laughs> Go, Flynn.
2: Right, so I'm going to start with a lot of people are completely out of it. They're gone. They don't know basic survival skills. They don't know how to do anything. I was watching, this links back to when I was watching a video called Mr. Freeman on YouTube, and came up with a philosophical question, but it links in with survival. He said, what have you actually created or changed? And that changed our thought forever. So it was thinking, when you survive, none of you know how to do basic stuff, you don't know how to filter water, you all reliant on the system, so reliant on the system. So you can go and get your bachelor's, your master's degree, But there could be a situation where you're in, so you're stranded on an island, you're in a forest. I don't know how it'll happen, but there'll be one time in life where you're a bit lost and you're going to have to use the most basic of skills. And I think the most basic of skills are being stripped away. People need to learn how to make a fire, make clean water, how to catch food. I think most of humanity is so reliant on the system that there's no way that a lot of them are going to be able to survive.
1: Okay. In, in that scenario, what you you wake up in the morning, I'm gone, your mum's there, dead. and the leaves doesn't exist anymore. It's just you and your mum. What are you going to do? She's What's your first to... port of call?
2: First port of call, set up a base. Say if the house is gone, then you're going to have to go and collect materials. But your
1: house is still there. You survive. Your house
2: probably. is still there. Well, basic, number one, before water, you're going to have to find heat. And you're gonna have to go find wood, whatever it is, start a fire because you got no, you got no central gas, and then you're gonna have to find water. Okay, tough man, where are you at?
0: Flynn has clearly learned nothing from the 2020 pandemic. If there's a nuclear holocaust or it all goes wrong in that way, the first thing everyone should do is go and get as much bog roll as you
3: can. <laughs> <laughs> and toothpaste. No,
0: just bog roll, just hoard it all, yeah. fight people, punch old women on the way in. And, get... and, ha- and halloumi fries. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> need as much of that stuff as you can. I don't know why, but you just need it. Personally, I would break into decathlon sports. We've had this conversation on no trips, have Many, many times. through the alps. In decathlon sports, you can buy food, protein... You can buy a canoe, you can buy a tent, and they sell bow and arrows. They're crossbows. Well. to they
1: sell yeah. and an so, electric yeah. bike.
0: Well, yeah, which you can't charge up. If you can want yeah.
1: it. You get off it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and gold <laughs> disposable clubs, bike.
1: Golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jem. Same scenario to do you. you know what, what are you gonna do? What's the first thing you're gonna do?
3: I think I'll probably pass away quite soon, same. to be honest. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> any. any I had this conversation with Justine. She said, "I just, just died." Whatsoever. I do think. I, oh, do you know what my best bet is? Downward husband, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting a child's pose and just like, oh, had it. Or I'm thinking, Bear grills, husband, and then, and then, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> so going, go, now. So as a prepper now, you should go now and, and going on have fair yeah. with Bear, Bear Grylls. Grylls.
3: Okay. He, he might know be my only hope. He is my only hope, You I do think.
0: understand that will involve you drinking yours or Bear's piss. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, know. Exactly. I don't piss. That's, that's do you know what? what he does. That's we'll what he does. To... He's a dirty bugger. Well. All if. Bear Grylls could get locked in a weight Waitrose and still find a reason to drink his own wee. That's a fact.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go a bit, bit off-sensitive. Off <laughs> do you know where I'm going first? The first place I'm hitting up is the library. Why? We're all that wealth of information to do the things Flynn said about is. So I'm going to look for books on how to grow stuff. Flynn's been in there and yeah. set them on fire,
3: mate. Have you not got cup. Wi-Fi? Is your Wi-Fi gone then? Yeah, there's no lucky, do one.
1: Oh, so everything's you've got, gone, technology's gone you've you've got a, sh- your uh-huh. car might right. work but it's got one tank of petrol, the, the, it's going to run out in the refinery. Go to never...
2: Purple Olive to get your final Indian <laughs> is, that like,
1: is that like Shaun the Dead, it can be like the yeah, Winchester. the
2: Winchester, <laughs> we've said we've had this conversation before haven't we dad, we said Purple Olive, perfect location you got a stack of Indian food so you can just live off in Loose. It's got an upstairs as well. And, yeah. quite and it's quite
1: a secure central location as yeah, well. Yeah, it's got, it got shutters to, yeah. so. It used to be a pub, yeah, so I've thought about this as well. I also thought that I might do some frogging in my own house.
3: What is frogging?
1: Frogging is when you hide in someone's house and they don't know you're there. So like in the loft, there's a movie about it. That's really good. And to you the steal, steal
2: food from Yeah, the so
1: what I'll do is I'll lure people in, let them think so they can come and sack my house. And then when they're in my bed, I wake up in the middle of the night and slit their throats.
3: <laughs> I think I might, I might do a bit of frogging then if that's me. I so know, like, you know, i
1: Paul <laughs> coming out
0: of Once Cross Library with, like, wall paint <laughs> on his face and a copy of Jilly Cooper's Riders in <laughs> his hand, like, it's boss, this one. <laughs> so it is an interesting topic,
1: though, is it? it? Is. Because I think I, it, the pandemic proved it because straight away when there was a shortage, and there wasn't really a shortage, let's be honest, was there, but, like, how
2: Hold frail on.
1: we actually are if shit went sideways.
2: Uh, what, what do you actually gain from killing people in
1: your bed? Oh, that was just a joke really, <laughs> but it, it, I'd probably you know if you're hiding if you're hiding in your loft and you come and come around to your house once you realise there's not on left, they're more than likely not gonna You go gotta in your think loft. about
2: it. You it's not only like you surviving yourself when like all authorities wiped out, it's gonna be like the Wild West all over again. So you're gonna have to protect
1: yourself as well as survive. So you need a tribe, don't you? Yeah. You need to get everyone together, but you can't phone no one. So it'd be like the eighties, have to get on your BMX and go <laughs> find your mates.
3: <laughs>
0: Which his be gen- on the rally, his, on their BMX's. His, his generation won't understand that because they'll be on holding no, place things. No, I've he?
2: been out before going to find me meets, and this is before I was allowed the phone, so yeah, I have done it.
0: <laughs> but now I, I, I think we are screwed. You can come up with all these theories you like. I think ninety-five percent of us are just
2: a lot
1: of people are just going to get eaten. At yeah, this yeah. I like, yeah. also like ninety percent water, so if you want to suck them out of someone's head, it's a good source of uh, water. <laughs>
3: Would you eat another human, then?
1: <sighs> Interesting question. I've thought about this one in the shower before.
2: <laughs> if it, was, if if it was your
1: last last option. If it was the last option. Well, people have when they've been put in that situation. Well, like I know. Like, would uh, you? What's that film? Alive. You're alive. The, 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 the Argentinian playing crash, Yeah, yeah playing
0: crash. I mean, it depends on how many purple olives they've had before they died. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what the taste would be, I suppose,
1: you know. Um, so,
3: and then also, so would you then, would you eat someone, would you eat just?
1: It's a very, <laughs> I don't know. It's a family show. This one, oh, no. right? I mean, your
3: wife, if she passed,
1: it's a difficult sure. situation because until you are put in that situation, I suppose survival instinct. You're gonna, kick it's in. gonna
3: take over. Have you seen in his thighs. That this going so his...
1: dark now and Yeah, thigh. yeah, it's gonna go yeah. dark. So basically, we're gonna say we're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... unless you're married to Bear Grylls,
3: yeah, husband. So <laughs> we'll
1: have to have a non of being Bear Grylls lovers. Big,
3: yeah. <laughs> I bet he's got an Instagram for that, hasn't he? This leads
2: to some of the books that I'm going to be reading. So as I was saying before about you can have all the degrees in the world, I think people need to educate themselves now on the basic survival stuff. Definitely educate yourself about survival. So me nan's got me a Ray Mears book and a teacher... About how to survive in the English wilderness. I, I like to hear
0: that, and do you know why? Because people, Bear Grills takes all the plaudits, but out of the two, Ray Mears, he's quite hefty, so he's getting a better meal out of the wilderness than mm. Bear, isn't he? Because Bear's quite, he's big Or a if wiry, he dies,
1: any. you're getting a bit better meal out of him.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> there's that too, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are starting to grow their own foods now, aren't they? Yeah. Since so last That year, yeah, we
0: went yeah, to yeah, in Wales, awesome. man. That, Alistair. Yeah, we, we went to a guy who went to stay in his year in an off-grid, like, settlement, and he was growing everything all by himself.
1: Yeah, he had bees, didn't he? He but also he had,
0: had the entire local community on his yeah, back. Yeah, he had chickens,
1: it. and the police were trying to shut him down, saying he was going to spread bird flu, and he, he told yeah. them to do one, because they didn't have no civil right yeah. over his property, did but, they?
0: But, yeah, I think that's... The key is to try and get yourself a plot of land and a fortify it and try and grow your own stuff, but... In a nuclear holocaust, you haven't got that three-year period to do it in, have you? So, yeah. Yeah, So get prepping everyone. Yeah, get prepping everyone.
1: And if you want to insulate your house just that little bit more, I'd go to Broadway Carpets for the carpets. (laughs) Here's a sponsor. (laughs) At Broadway Carpets and Flooring, we literally roll out the
0: red carpets for our customers. Check out our huge range of carpets and flooring available at great prices. Plus, we also offer a free home estimate too. Visit broadway45carpets.com or check us out on Facebook at 45 Broadway Carpets.
1: So welcome back anyway. It's now that time for Lost in music. Music. First up on Lost in Music tonight, it's an anonymous track via WhatsApp that I got sent by some guy. So we said it's Red Light Spells Danger by Billy Ocean. Better B.O. Billy Ocean.
0: Like i tell that. you what one of one of the finest voices
1: yeah silky caribbean queen very underrated
2: my lost the music track is everywhere by fleetwood Mach.
1: so that'll be added next up we've got lisa williams via facebook and it was amsterdam by not but thieves Rocking that one,
0: isn't
1: he? That is not I like that one by the way. That was rocking out, that one. What's your choice, Joanne? You
3: it is Talking Heads, This Must Be The Place.
1: Right, we're going to add that on. It was a late yeah. entry. Next one's from... Uh, John Clark at G forty two Studios, Jim, fantastic via uh, Instagram. He sent me that one, and it's Seasons by Future Islands. A bit Empire, this me. The vocals,
0: yeah.
1: next up we've got kugsy uh, i missed him out last week so i let him have two um and two. picked pick fight the power by the isley brothers but yes. he also picked it by public enemy but i'm gonna play the isley brothers version we-
0: This
1: just before i move on to duffy obviously we can play samples of all the songs and if you go to our Lost the music journey through sound, which is in the description. You'll be able to listen to all the tracks in full. Yeah, and obviously, does, does play if you're interested, there. you'll be able to contact us via yeah. social media. And just to them. cut back in there. Ron Isley, the oldest, he, he died
0: earlier this month, didn't he? But yeah, what a band! What a band! Absolutely unbelievable. My one, this I've been going down a bit of a disco route because I've got a gig later in November and never dull turning you on. It's such a tune. Disco okay. flavour
1: this week. Cooksy, get that one on the list, lad. Cookie about home now prepping that list. And here's my one. I still want a little bit of a gangster rappy hip hop number. Oh yeah. Some MC cheese, cheese and hustlers by Snoop Dogg.
0: You in the back with those French braids. What's your name?
1: My name is Snoop.
0: Hi, <laughs> right, Snoop. What you wanna be when you grow up?
2: I wanna be a motherfucking hustler. <laughs> you better ask somebody. <laughs>
1: The cheese dog father, like, he's yeah. brilliant. He. He's funny and so as well. I don't like Snoop Dogg. not that's controversial. No though.
0: one's allowed to not like Snoop Dogg. He's no, I don't dude. like him as a person. Get out, you're and I, don't
1: like his, I don't really his music's alright, I don't like him as a person. No. Don't you know? No. Controversial. We'll have that conversation off Mike. <laughs> so that was this week's Lost of Music anyway. <laughs> so final round over to you tough man
0: matthew perry sad news at the passing of matthew perry myself was never a fan of friends wasn't into it but it's very sad that somebody passes away at that kind of age and i was 54 57 something 54 54 i mean like Mm -hmm. that's no age to be going no um obviously um well respected in the acting world and well liked by the sounds of things and um but sadly he had a lot of demons, didn't he just got me thinking about addiction and the pain and the issues and especially we to talk about yoga, which you want it's people have turned into bottles of tablets from the doctor and not trying to sort themselves out with you know their own remedies
1: yeah we were gonna link it with holistic. Yeah. the holistic therapies, but obviously Leanne could make it tonight, so yeah. obviously we just have to muddle through as best we can.
0: But yeah, just so sad, I mean, what can you say? I mean, the, the pharmaceutical industry is obviously a very big one, a very powerful one, but more and more you're reading about people with serious dependencies upon these things that they're given by the doctors, by professionals they trust. It's, it's really scary.
2: So that links back to the pharmaceuticals, some of them being just toxic. To, I saw this poll and it was like, has your doctor ever asked you about your diet? And 80% said no. That should be one of the first things, especially that address, yeah. especially me who wants to be a future doctor. That's one of the first things you should address. Exercise, mental stability and diet. Like, why are you not asking that? You can't just prescribe drugs and get them to fix everything. You need to fix the root cause of it first. I've watched a documentary series on disney plus called dopesy and that was about the opioids and how people got addicted but that was nothing new you know flynn no
0: smith klein and french it might have even been as early as the 50s smith klein french which is now glaxo smith klein or part of it they basically they produced amphetamines and then sent it out to doctors and told the doctors find a disease that this helps with Huzzah. Like that, and that's something that's something that's common that has been a common practice in the pharmaceutical industry because people think oh, t- someone goes along and identifies a condition and then goes about identifying a cure or treatment for that condition, but quite often like amphetamines would we're, they were discovered by accident a lot of medicines are discovered by accident or they're developing something for one use and it gets did they use it for something completely different and how they were doing that was just sending it out to random people to test to say find something that this helps with now that's ridiculous because caffeine helps with most things it doesn't treat them or make them better it just helps with tiredness doesn't it but it doesn't actually improve your health
1: Antidepressants is a bad one for me. I think when people go to the doctors and search of help, it can even be with bad backs and stuff like that, or obviously they're struggling a bit mentally. The first thing they do is wham a load of them down the neck. And I think without getting to the root cause of it, like you say, maybe they need to talk to someone first, maybe they need to go on some walks in nature, maybe they need to do some yoga so they can relax their mind and get to the root cause of the problem because all you're doing with that is shoving it down. And coming off them things is absolutely horrendous for people. I mean, Justine, you'd been on them after having kids, hadn't you? And it was you—you you realized what was happening and brought yourself off them. It was really difficult, wasn't it? And you, kudos to you, like it was amazing how you come off them. And it, it's really hard. I mean, it's particularly with the receptors in your body, like for the opioid crisis in America, it's wrecked people's opioid receptors in the bodies. Now there is naturalistic cures now that have come out holistic therapies but they're very controversial and we're going to touch them on another show which is psychedelics which have been proven to to repair opioid receptors mm. but obviously to frown upon because of the war on drugs so we're gonna gonna go down that road on on another show
0: nobody knows why Matthew Perry died because there's been no coroner's inquest just yet but it was well documented that he by himself that he had addictions to alcohol to illegal drugs and to prescription drugs. When you look at it that way, if you if you take the law to one side, all of those things were bad for him. All those things were dangerous, all of them. And it's it's very concerning to me that in the, the health service or doctors, they're not a repair shop. It's for you to look after your body. And then in extreme cases, you go and get some help from somebody. But yeah. the problem is the modern mind and the way we are all busy is you need to just go and get a quick it's fix. It's a quick fix, yeah. yeah. You need exactly. to get a quick fix from your dentist because... I mean, and I understand that if you've got three kids and you're a single parent and you've got to pay the rent, you need the painkillers so you can go to work. But society as a whole needs to change its view on these things and help people in other ways to manage.
2: So Matthew Perry is another tragic situation of someone that's too young to be dying. And that's like with loads of people. So I've got a point now that he was a big campaigner for the vaccine. So... He was also himself double vaccinated. And I just think that there's a direct correlation between people who have had the vaccine and people who are dying from it. And he also had a shirt that said, can I be more vaccinated?
0: I think what I would say to that is we can't prove that, but it's... it's just it's speculation either, at the moment, It's just speculation, it? but it's sad that he clearly had enough trust in the pharmaceutical industry, but was addicted to the painkillers that they were giving mm-hmm. him and selling him. And that's very sad. I think what, what I would say... To, to expand on Flynn's point, is just how many people you read about passing away because they're taking things that a medical Maybe it's a combination of all. Who yeah. knows?
1: Where, where are you at with the, the addiction crisis? Where would you... Well, I, what connect? worries me
3: is uh, being a mother and your kids, when they're ill, you go to the doctors and I'm like, it's not always the best place to go now, I don't feel. I don't if feel there's any stress. If you if, For a start, you can't get an appointment. Um, but if you can... Is it the best person to go and see? I don't have any trust. I, I think, I, think I don't really have much trust in them getting to the root cause of, of, of an issue It's think, through wait, some if, tablets. If you, some ever,
0: if you ever look at the states, like the the, 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 the mass prescriptions of Adderall, Adderall, Xanax, um, Oxycontin, it's massively prescribed everywhere.
1: Yeah, actually, it absolutely to destroy communities. Yeah, so no,
0: you can still get it. That's the, that's the, you know people think oh that was in the past that's still available. Yeah, you can still get it. You can get I mean, it here. It's the
1: per- that OxyContin has created the perfect storm in America because now you've got a cycle of destroyed communities. So where the parents were hardworking people and they've obviously pulled the back out being minors, whatever they were, that, that took to- series will prove that. Then the kids have parents who act like you know, like heroin addicts as they are, they're opioid addicts. So then they have trauma, and then how do they combat that trauma? They use opioids themselves as a coping mechanism, so it's a vicious cycle. So for the pharmaceutical industry, it's a perfect storm. But people who are on these opioids, they've got no choice. Some stuff I've been watching recently, studying psychedelics and opioids, uh, and how they can repair the opioid receptors in your body, it's it's mind-blowing that they can't get out of pain, so i understand where like in the past i've probably been guilty of going look at that smacker down the road but when you realize that they need anything they can get their hands on to get out that pain you can understand where they're coming from and when we can understand where they come from then we can deal with the problem and that's the problem with society we don't we'll just go look you i've got bog roll kiss me ass yeah and that's wrong to bring it back to matthew
0: perry i read on, on in an article in the guardian today that he described himself as an alcoholic at like Before he was 16, you know, he's not physically wanted to be dependent on that. There's some sort of childhood trauma that's driven that. I think that's the problem. We are trying to medicate, but what we should be doing is counseling. When you see a kid committing crime or a kid doing something wrong, it's because something's wrong at home. They need to throw money at that, they need to stop that. The root cause of these addiction issues isn't the drugs, it's the experiences people are having in their early years.
1: Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because people don't want to give up the time. Like I say, we're, we're in a cycle at the moment where everyone's a thousand mile an hour all the time yeah. and they can't take the foot off the gas because they can't afford to pay for the gas mm. for the start. It, it's mad. So my, my answer is bring back Sundays. Bring back Sundays, ban everyone from work and ban doctors and firemen and policemen and, and pay them REC well. And Ari Seacombe. Yeah, pay them well. But yeah. like that, that structure of society's broke down now, hasn't it? That's another part of it. Bring back Sundays and everyone go around our family, spend time with each other, make it illegal to fucking work. Go Absolutely.
3: was uh, conversation I had today was, uh, even though it's Monday, I was like, every Sunday should be like lockdown. Because it was yesterday, going out for a drive, everywhere's chocker. The shops are chocker. Everyone's going doing the shopping on a Sunday. And I'm just like, should lock lockdown Sundays and it should be just a day of rest Connect with your family. Connect with nature. No you
0: shift just... patterns in No, well. you're wrong. You're wrong. The best way to everyone knows in Liverpool, the best way to have happy family is on a nice day of good weather. Take your kids to a retail park and drag
1: absolutely.
3: Them out yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Drag yeah.
1: <laughs> Buy some plastic shite. <laughs> yeah.
3: Take them to Sainsbury's.
1: The weekly
2: shop. It's funny how things come back in a loop. Actually, so I'm gonna have a little dig at the Gen X now. Oh, come on. So, <laughs> you're outnumbered, lad.
1: Go on, Gen I'm Z.
2: <laughs> Outnumbered, maybe not by brain cells. Whoa, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! People, if you go back to the 70s or 80s, on Sunday, it was absolutely derelict. And that was for one reason and one reason only. Church. People went to church on a Sunday, they didn't work. They saw it as a day of rest, because that's in religion and Christianity that the day of rest is a Sunday. And obviously, yeah, when you're younger, especially in the 80s, when people are younger, they were more like... Progressive dissuade more to the left and he wanted things to progress a bit more. And that kind of took Christianity a bit more out of the question and led to people working on Sundays and stuff like that. But now, as you get older, there's a trend. You start to become more conservative in your views. You start to want to conserve because when you've got children, you see things in a different light. So it's funny how people like, like Gen X generation wanted to kind of get rid of Sundays. Not they didn't want to get rid of Sundays like in your face, but their actions did get rid of Sundays because of how liberal and progressive they were. But as you get older, you get more conservative. That's just how it is. So the question is just have conservative values from the start. Because
1: okay, count- it comes in a loop now count- you want Sundays again. Okay, no. I've always wanted Sundays. What you've got to realise about churches, for a long time, for centuries, they ruled with an iron fist, right? And the, the child abuse scandals, and look at the Magdalene laundries, for example, in Ireland, what they done where they took women's children away and made them work for nothing because they had babies out of marriage. So you've got to look at items like that. We probably weren't aware of that stuff at the time, but something we sensed. We knew that church wasn't right, and you know where I'm at with church. I'm spiritual, but I'm not really believed that anyone should demand anything. There's a natural law, and that's what I yeah, live well, b- by. Because, I don't, I don't agree with truth. Flynn. I, I don't agree the with
0: your view, Flynn. That it was about liberalism. It was greed that drove the shops to open on Sunday. It was corporate greed. Simply yeah, as, as that.
1: there was one of them ones, as they would pay the fine yeah. of working on. Well, a Sunday. Like they it they were owned by Walmart and American companies'
2: adhering to Sundays. Because they wanted to be seen as rebellious. But they were just...
1: I
0: used to love Sundays. So we did digress a bit from the sound opioid into, crisis it, it there, didn't we? Just, It was sound Sundays. <laughs> it was not on the telly,
1: though. It was boring, as a kid. do boring all day long right now. Right, are I we going to move
2: off Sundays? Because I've got time for a white side fact. Okay, go on. Seeing as it's Mischief Night, don't want to sway off too much, I've got a little fact about how Mischief Night started and the original thing, so... Paul Paul's still saw from his window in the van getting
0: smashed up the night <laughs> yeah, yeah. a few years ago. And the ring are being smashed off a few one, times as well.
2: One of the original pranks on Mischief Night was youngsters changing cows in farms. So say there'd be two farmers next to each other. They'd switch the cows around. So obviously the farmers, when he woke up the next morning, they'd be pissed at each other and arguing Oh, because each like, other. they'd have a tag on yeah, the cows. Yeah, and they'd go, why are you stealing my cows? But it wasn't, it was the youngsters. And Mischief... That's- Dodgy not see that
1: because cows kill people that's like the one of the britain's yeah. biggest Miss killers she, is cows, right, isn't it? has
2: been around for hundreds of years but obviously stay safe yeah.
1: so <laughs> speaking of if you want to keep, if you want to finish this show off with the halloween vibe we went to newsham screen park yesterday yeah like we've got to do the
2: shout outs but was... moving on to the shout outs then newsham screen park we went there with obviously me my dad my mom and it was an amazing experience wasn't it it was Proper scary, the it building itself was phenomenal. Yeah, like. It was an asylum, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. An Do asylum, you want to have a little yeah.
1: talk about it? Or? Yeah, go on. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's creepy. Being an orphanage and an asylum in its time, it's like a Victorian style building with a courtyard yeah, with a big gazebo over. But it was very well thought out. It was a little bit short. The attractions, if I had to say, it would have been nice to be able to walk around other parts of the building. I said it looked creepy as shit. Yeah. But uh, What it was
0: it? Was it like people walking around dressed as zombies? Yeah, like it was like farm- a farm again. Yeah,
2: like some farm, farm- had actors style, yeah. in And it was but like jumping out. At you. Was yeah, it was very,
0: very well done. Yeah, very I well enjoyed
2: done. it. So, so shout out new Screen Park. Yeah, shout out.
0: Yeah, shout out to everyone involved with the Friends Our Family Collective. A sold out gig this month and tickets going fast for December as well. So well in, guys. Um And... Also out to Will Jazz and, and to Paul Cole as well. Nice one for listening, everybody. And then not really a shout-out, but just a message. Israel Hamas, cut it out, will you? Both of you, just stop it. Yeah, just
1: behave yourselves. Right,
2: I've got um, another shout-out. Shout-out to Miles and Tilly over in Australia. So shout-out to them and have a good Halloween.
1: Yeah, and R.S.D. as well. Yeah. Waiting for your lost the music track. You still haven't sent one in. I've got a shout-out to Lynn Fisher used to be in my class in school. She's been sharing our stuff on Facebook, so thank you for that. Me one has been having a little listen, so I'll give her a shout-out. David Ashton as well. I haven't spoke to him for a while. Or Bredo. And John Clark from G42 Studios. So a uh, big shout-out to you guys and the usual suspects. You know who you are. Yes. Joanne, you want to give a shout-out to anyone?
3: Um, oh, I'm feeling the pressure now.
1: Oh you're lovely. Yoga Collective. All my
0: um, the massive clients. Yeah,
3: all my uh, yogis man. Everyone that comes to support me week in week out, who recommends me, who is also benefiting from it as well and who have shared their stories with me. Yeah, shout out to all of them. Thanks for your support.
0: Cool.
1: And that was this week's pod notes. Thanks pod everyone notes. for listening. to
3: you. Ta-ra. <laughs>